Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is where you go to get in on all the action. They'll match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose, at Superbook.com. TrueMav Fitness, that is where you go to get your fitness goals accomplished. Don't wait until the new year. Get them or get the help that you need. Get the assistance that you need at TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Your first workout is free. Of course, you know where to go for the Intel Edge. That is the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress is where that man right there can offer you your dream address without the stress, or to sell your home for more. Don't sell without the intel at GaryAshton.com. And of course, Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, 2023 model year Fords available right now when you go visit them at the dealership in Mount Juliet or online at TwoRiversFord.com. So uh, our buddy Paul Kaharski reported earlier today that Ryan Tannehill is likely done for the year. Now here are the details. It's the second injury, obviously, to his right ankle. Um, it was a injury that did not keep him out of the game, though did require him to be carted off. Now, he told us that the cart was more about the distance that he would have to walk as opposed to how significant the injury was. But now it seems that he is trending in a direction that his season would be done. And as you know, we talked to him about specifically the ankle on Sunday night in LA. Yeah, I didn't think uh, I didn't think that was going to be the case, but uh, you know they, they did some some initial checks and uh, told me it looked okay. It was in my hands and uh, just to see where I was at. So you know, I was in a lot of pain, but um, you know was able to uh, kind of get back out there you, and play. You think some people were surprised to see you? Like, what, what did people say when you came back out? Most of the time, guys get carted out. You don't see me again. Yeah, I think uh, you know I had a lot of support from the guys in, in, in the. Uh, on the sideline and in the huddle, um, which felt great. Um, but ultimately, we wanted to go go win that game. Obviously, you've been managing it for quite some time at this point. Was there anything different that, you know, having that injury kind of pop back up that you had to do in this game, or has it just basically been the same thing? No, I mean, it's a lot different. You know, <laughs> you're not able to, uh, to, to move the same way, obviously. But, uh, um, yeah. The past few weeks had, had been slow improvements, but but improvements, and uh, you know this one this one definitely hurt. So that's us with Ryan Tannehill in the locker room after they lost to the Chargers, and now uh, Kaharski is reporting that his season may well be done. Uh, Malik Willis worked as the starter during the open portion of practice on Wednesday. Malik Willis was the quarterback that they made available to media without Ryan Tannehill. Uh, right now, Ryan Tannehill at this point um, is, uh, Karski is reporting that it could require surgery in a way that the high ankle sprain that he was previously dealing with did not. So at this point, it's about how they move forward. And we'll start with your Two Rivers Ford take on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch because they did sign Josh Dobbs today. You'll hear from Mike Vrabel about Dobbs momentarily, but the question that we'll ask you in the meantime is this. Which quarterback should get the start against the Texans, Malik Willis or Josh Dobbs? 
Let's talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. If you would be so kind, you can get in on the discussion there. Malik Willis or Josh Dobbs, who the Titans just added to their active roster today. That likely means that a move with Ryan Tannehill is coming. Uh, It's a short week, so we'll see what that bears out. Remember that they have only one more injured reserve designation returning to the roster designation uh, to use. So if they were to shut down Ryan Tannehill, his season at this point would be over. We'll talk about it together on in the comment section right after I tell you guys about the people who make the Two Rivers Ford take possible. That, of course, is Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for 2023 model year Fords. They're available right now for you to test drive. It is just in time for the holidays that Two Rivers is stocked at the dealership. There's been so few opportunities in the last couple of years for that to be the case, but no more supply chain issues, no more disruptions. Two Rivers Ford has Explorers, F-150s, Escapes, Mustangs, Bronco Sports, all there for you to test drive and take home as you like, because you know they're always going to make the car buying process fast, easy, and fun. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, who gives the Titans the best chance to win this game? Malik Willis or Josh Dobbs? Uh, Caleb Hubman says, Buck just wants someone to say Dobbs so he can call them stupid. Well, here's the thing I said earlier, Caleb, and, and you know, uh, I don't, I'm not out here trying to, uh, I'm not here uh, trying to entrap you, but I would say that I don't think there's a substantial difference between starting Josh Dobbs and starting Malik Willis as far as, like, trying to win. Now, if you want to talk to me about long-term implications of starting Willis and how that benefits the Titans to, to find out, then yeah, I, I'm definitely leaning more towards the Willis situation. But I will say to you that I do think that there's not that big a difference between the two of them. Now, one, there's a larger sample size of Malik Willis playing in NFL regular season games than there is Josh Dobbs. Dobbs has been in the league since 2017. Think about that. It's a fourth-round pick. Josh Dobbs has 17 passing attempts in his career in the regular season. Willis has, I think, almost 70 at this point. Uh, MB says he wouldn't put Willis out behind that offensive line. That's why I would start Dobbs. Well, yes, the entire starting offensive line is on the injury report. So that is a uh, that is a problem in and of itself. And also, Dylan Raidens was placed on IR today. But I think that when you uh, I think that when you look at the situation for these two players. And you hear Mike Vrabel talk about Josh Dobbs. They're going to start Malik if Tannehill can't go. But Josh Dobbs signing is an interesting one for the system that I think this team needs to run right now. Just want to review here the roster. Uh, put uh, Dylan Radins on IR uh, and it, with an injury he suffered last week. Um, so he'll be done, unfortunately, for the season. Signed quarterback uh, Josh Dobbs from... Detroit's practice squad, and uh, we're able to also sign Zach Johnson, offensive lineman, uh, to the practice squad. Uh, I don't really need to take a whole lot of questions. I'll just touch on Josh's situation. You know, I think that this is a player that gives us the opportunity to to strengthen and you know really uh, add depth to the quarterback position. Obviously, with what Ryan, you know, in his situation, we'll still monitor that try to make sure that he's doing everything he can to try to get to the game. And if not, uh, then we have guys in here that can, um, you know, that'll be able to help us and, you know, develop in our system. 
Okay, so I appreciate it, and I'll keep you guys updated as we work along. So that's Mike Vrabel talking about Josh Dobbs. Now, again, here's the opportunity that's in front of the Titans. Malik Willis is the correct answer, but not because Malik Willis is a better player than Josh Dobbs right now. Because he's not. Um, now, can I say that definitively? No, there's not a, a big enough sample size of Josh Dobbs playing professional NFL snaps. He's played plenty in the, in the preseason. He's obviously been around the league for a long time. He's been in... What now he was drafted by the Browns, I want to say, uh, in 2017. I know he was with the Browns, with the Jags. No, I'm sorry, he was drafted by the Steelers in 2017. Steelers, Browns, Jags, and lately on Detroit's practice squad, now coming over to be the Titans backup quarterback. Now, um, is Malik Willis substantially better than Josh Dobbs? is even coming in new to the system. No, the answer is no, he is not. There are still a lot of things about Malik Willis um, that do not make him a competent starting NFL quarterback, but that's okay because he doesn't necessarily have to be. He wasn't that in the conventional sense against the Houston Texans, got to win. Wasn't that in the conventional sense against the Kansas City Chiefs. They took that team to overtime and you know, because he was in incapable of operating an NFL passing game and had some critical drops. There's no question. Um, you cannot take the drops. Uh, you cannot count the drops against him, given that he had two really crucial ones. What he was going to do with those, who's to say? But he was robbed of more critical opportunities to, to look better in that game than he ended up looking statistically. But I will say, um, I will say that Malik against the Texans, and also Malik for the rest of the season, if Tannehill is in fact done with, then you're just trying to figure out at this point, okay, can this player, will this player be a part of our future moving forward? Can we get a good enough sample size of whomever the general manager is going to be in, in future, you know, in this coming off season and in future seasons to come, whomever the GM is, can we put enough on tape for Malik for the general manager to be able to decide, okay, this guy can play or this guy, he doesn't have a future here in whatever the new regime is going to look like, even though the coaching staff projects to be the same. So I will say that if you had to do it against anybody, it's good to go do it against the Texans. Um, I'll explain what I mean by that here in just a second, right after I remind you that A to Z Sports Prime Time is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, GaryAshton.com. That's where you go for the Intel Edge. Nobody's better. Nobody's got better information, better intel on the best properties than Gary and his team. They will go above and beyond to make sure that you maximize your real estate investment, that you maximize your real estate intel. It helps you sell your house without any showings or staging. It helps you find your next one while this Nashville real estate market is still red hot. It helps you win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity right now. Everybody else competing for the same information, getting the same intel on the same properties, not you. You're smart. You're going to get the best intel courtesy of GaryAshton.com. So trust the team that your favorite teams trust. The official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and me is GaryAshton.com. So as you, look at the, uh, as you look at the Texans, they're still the NFL's worst rushing defense. I looked up some numbers on them earlier. They're allowing 4.9 yards per carry. Uh, they have given up 19 rushing touchdowns. It's not the worst in the league, the rushing touchdowns, but certainly not good by any stretch of the imagination. They're still getting gashed on the ground. 
So given that Derek looks fine in the last couple of weeks, um, the turnovers though, he, he had another fumble on Sunday, which, um, I mean, that's four fumbles in the last three games. Now he hasn't lost all of them, but I don't think that's, I mean, I think that's notable. I don't know what connection there is other than he's just been sloppy with the football lately. But yeah, uh, for a guy who doesn't fumble, four fumbles in the last three games is hugely problematic. So now with the offensive line situation, and I'll read you the latest injury report, as of this afternoon, a little later into this afternoon, um, at this point, the offensive line is a mess. So not practicing still uh, are... Ben Jones, Nate Davis, uh, Dennis Daly did return, but is limited with an abdomen issue. Dylan Radens was placed on injured reserve today. You have Aaron Brewer, who's a limited participant dealing with rib issues, and Nick Petit-Frere has an ankle injury that has made him a limited participant. So they signed a bunch of different offensive linemen to the practice squad and to the active roster. There's a good chance that more than half of this starting offensive line does not play. So Malik Willis is going to be back there trying to figure it out. He's not going to have good players in front of him. It's going to turn into a mess. But what we do know is that Derrick Henry can still find ways to make plays against the Texans defense that is bad. Beverly says, what happened to Ben? Uh, unfortunately, and this makes me very sad for Ben. It scares me for Ben, to be honest with you. But Ben, again, has a concussion on here. So, um, yeah, I hope that uh, hope that Ben's able to get right um health wise very very soon because that's i you know I, part of me wishes that ben would just retire but um you know i know that he's gonna see this thing to the end and uh you know what happens to ben jones beyond this i just you know I hope that his health is uh i hope that his health continues to be strong but it uh it just it seems like it's not it's tough for him to get right uh at this point he's he's never missed as much football as he has this year and i think that I think that really hurts him. Anyway, um, so passing offense, not going to be a premium placed on it. Traylon Burks being a full participant does matter um, for this offense, and we'll kind of talk about the implications of that here in just a second. The question that I want to ask you is this, big deal, little deal, no deal. Dylan Radens being placed on IR today. We will talk about it together in the comments section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch Big deal, little deal, no deal. Ben Jones being placed on injured reserve. While you guys answer that question before you hear some great Greg Cosell analysis, a reminder that primetime is made possible by TrueMav Fitness. No workout ever recycled or repeated. You're going to feel like you are being pushed without overexerting yourself. No matter how you like to work out, TrueMav Fitness has a plan for you. Group classes, boot camp style, I love them. They do these intermittent stations. They have different movements and different activities, for lack of a better term, at each station. Keeps you engaged, keeps the workout moving quickly. You're in and out of there in 40 minutes. It's great. You can get your first workout free at TrueMathFitness.com and check out any of their membership options. If group classes aren't for you, personal training is what they offer. If personal training is too personal, you can go to their open gym. It's fantastic. TrueMathFitness.com is how you find out more information. So, how big a deal, big deal, little deal, no deal, is Dylan Radens going on IR? Puka says, big deal. Any offensive line except Daly on IR is a big deal. Big deal on Ben Jones and Radens, says RBI Sports. Both Corey and Karen thinks 
this is a little deal at this point because he hasn't played a lot. Major Keys, I assume, agrees for the same reason. So when I talked to Greg Cosell today about Dylan Radens, um, you know, I didn't think he he didn't play a ton. He had three series right before he tore his ACL uh, and is now done for the year. But as far as Dylan Radens goes, he was better than Dennis Daly. In fact, he graded out as their best player in pass protection on Sunday in LA. Well, and certainly this team had, uh, could use offensive linemen at this point, but they're having Maybe to use the tight ends. Yeah. They're, they're running backs. I mean, you mentioned Dennis Daly, and, and they, they as you mentioned, Greg, they pulled Dennis Daly. I asked Mike Vrabel about this, actually. They had planned to pull Dennis Daly after the first quarter, let Dylan Radens play the second quarter, and then kind of go from there. But Dylan Radens is now done for the year. They put him on IR. He got a knee injury, um, so it's right back to square one and Dennis Daly again. Yeah, and it's a shame for Raidens, who obviously was a high draft pick, and it's, he's lost another season. And, you know, they probably in their mind know what he is because they're with him every day, but he, he really hasn't played a lot of football in games. Now, there's a reason for that. They don't feel he's probably capable of playing a lot of football in games or he would be playing. Um, but, you know, now he loses more time. So, you know, when all said and done, when you watch this offense, Buck, you know, every week I watch them, as you know, and been watching them for years, but it, it, this is particularly noticeable now. You know, when I watch them, I feel there's no intermediate passing game of any significance and no vertical passing game of any significance. It's a very condensed offense. Now, maybe when Burks comes back, maybe that will change. But right now, it's it's a very condensed offense that plays with a lot of tight ends. Yeah. So it's, I don't think it's a big deal because he hasn't played a lot. So it's not like you're missing out, but I do think it's a little bit of a deal that, you know, they, they were ready to try a different thing at left tackle. It looked like it was working decently. And then, you know, in typical Titans fashion, he's, he's torn his ACL and he's done for the year. Um, man, it's uh it's a really tough scene. This team can't win for losing at this point, but certainly uh, something that, you know, you, you hate it for Dylan Radens. Uh, he finally gets an opportunity, tears his ACL that way. Um, you hate it for the Titans who waited this long to make a make a move, and now that move is no longer an option. Um, I think that uh, I think that there's a lot. I feel bad for you guys because you felt like you were on the precipice of some kind of hope about this season, and now snatched away. And the rest of the offensive line is on IR. So, or I'm sorry, not on IR uh, on the injury report, but. Oof, you know, it'd be interesting to see who Malik Willis at this point, um, who Malik Willis is playing behind at this point, because man, it's uh it's really bad. So, you know, I've heard a little I've heard a little more um discussion about the Titans strength and conditioning staff, their recovery situation, their training staff and things like that. And you know, it is something that I think needs to be scrutinized a little more heavily. How that's going to be done, that's a question for this offseason. Um, but there's just something, uh, something is causing this team to spiral uh, in back-to-back seasons the way that it is. And I, I don't know what it is, but I'm hopeful that um, more information will become available. And I would hope that uh, I hope that's rectified for the player's sake at this point. It's tough. Dom Odell says I was literally on the injury report. I've been on the injury report this year for God's sakes. It's it's a tough scene. All right, let's wrap this up uh, on the uh, primetime show. 
who deserves the most blame on this play? Terry McLaurin or the refs? This was a uh, a situation from Sunday that was very, very much debated. Sunday or Saturday? I believe it was a Sunday game between the yeah, it was a Sunday night game between the Giants and the Commanders at this point. And Terry McLaurin has been at the subject of a very, very controversial call. Who deserves the most blame on this play? Terry McLaurin or the ref? We're going to talk about this together. Uh, you're going to hear from uh, you're going to hear from Terry here in just a second. In fact, Reed, I accidentally deleted the videos. Would you put them back in there? I got confused. I didn't know why they were there, and now I know why they're there. So, uh, at Reed's convenience. In the meantime, we will talk to you guys about the people who make the primetime show possible. Superbook Sports. Superbook is where you go to get in on all the action. Download the Superbook app today. They'll match your first bet up to one thousand dollars, win or lose. They will get you the best odds boost and promo bets on your favorite sports. No matter what sport you like to wager, Superbook Sports is your place. So download the Superbook app today. Go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, everybody saw the way that the Commanders-Giants game ended on Sunday night. There was a controversial call um for illegal procedure on Terry McLaurin that negated a touchdown that touchdown I believe would have tied the game at the time so Terry McLaurin who is the player who's flagged for uh who's flagged I'm going to let you see the situation the penalty itself watch Terry and watch the official because now the blame for this is being placed in a um variety of different ways So now you see McLaurin and the ref communicating before the play. You see McLaurin uh, signal to the ref that he believes he's lined up correctly. You see the ref signal back, and then you immediately, Terry looks back at the play, looks back at the field. The ref immediately reaches for his hip and throws the flag as it happens. It's a terrible, terrible look. McLaurin is a professional wide receiver. He should know how to line up properly. He shouldn't need the ref to tell him that he's lined up properly. But the ref signals like, hey, man, you're good. And so then Terry McLaurin, obviously, after the game, is asked about this. And this was his response. Point at the ref. Can you take us through what you saw in that sequence? Uh, yeah. Um, I feel like I was on the ball the uh, entire time. If you look through the, the game, I lined up there pretty much every play. So I checked to see if I was good the first time. And he was like, like move up a little bit. So when I moved up, I checked to see if I was good. And he said I was good. So, um, no, I'm not trying to get fined. So, we had our other opportunities before it to come down like that. That's tough. But, Terry, he told, did you hear him tell you that you were okay? Yeah, I did. Like, that's why I'm giving him a thumbs up twice to make sure I was, I was good. But, I mean, in that event, I guess I can't make it close for a judgment call, but, uh, like I said, I feel like I checked with him twice. So, so what did they tell you? Because you went up to them after me. What did they tell you? Yeah, he didn't say nothing. They, the, one of the refs just kind of moved me out the way. Uh, and while they talked about it, and they made the call. Terry, I see the emotion in your face right now. Yeah. For a call like that to kind of 
potentially decide this game. Yeah. Just give me your emotions with that. Uh, it's frustrating, um, you know, because I, I pride myself on, on being attention to details and I'm detail oriented in everything that I do. And with the game on the line, uh, you know, you don't want to make a mistake to put your team in, to hurt your team. And, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I was good. And I felt like I was with his confirmation. And at the end of the day, I'm just trying to take ownership and make sure it's not close. You know what I mean? But it's, it's kind of tough sometimes because if your helmet's leaning over, they may call size. So, um, yeah. So that's Terry McLaurin. Who's more at fault? It's definitely the ref. Like the ref can't, the ref can't tell him that he's good the way that we all saw. And then, you know, verbally signal to Terry that he's good, knowing that Terry's not good. And then just throw the flag afterwards. Like that's trash, especially on a game changing play, a literal game changing play at this point. Uh, Will Dotson Jr. says Jerome Boger was somewhere smiling. <laughs> I'm sure Jerome is a lovely guy. By the way, his kid is now involved in officiating. So you want to talk about failing upwards. Good God at this point. Um, don't ask a cop for help, says William Young. I don't know about that. <laughs> Ref set him up, says Puka. Yeah, it does feel like that. It's like, uh, it's like an, uh, it's like an, uh, uh, it's kind of like a police officer needs to get his, uh, his ticket, his speeding ticket quota up at the end of the, uh, at the end of the month or whatever. Officials got to get his flags in for, uh, for December before the end of the, uh, before the end of the calendar year. Got to get his, got to get his flag count up. Flag carry, tough scene. That's going to do it for us tonight. Have a great rest of your evening. We are going to be back at it for one more show tomorrow night, prime time. We'll do the radio show tomorrow at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone. Tom Luganbill, for those of you who are college football fans, Tom Luganbill is going to go over the biggest transactions from National Signing Day with us, and we will enjoy our time together. So that starts at 10, but I'll catch you at 10. I'll see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone It ain't warm when she goes away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And she's always gone too long Anytime she goes away